Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Game seven, the most powerful and profound words. It's simple, folks. The winner of this one gets a trip to San Francisco in the NBA Finals. Who will prosper tonight? How about the start by the Boston Celtics? Facing a game seven, they've responded. Jimmy Butler keeping the heat within striking distance. Celtics keeping Miami at arm's length. It's Tatum, fires, butter. Butler for the lead. Missed it. And the Boston Celtics will go to the NBA Finals. They complete a wire-to-wire victory. How about them damn Celtics? We are Jalen and Jacoby. What, what up, is though? it that we We get the people! The people wanted game seven and they got it last night. Jalen, it looks like the Celtics were going to cruise to a victory. They had a double-digit lead throughout most of the evening. However, at the end, it was this shot. Jimmy Butler walks into a three-point shot trying to give the Heat the lead. I love the shot. What did you think, Jalen? I ain't mad at ya. As Tupac once <laughs> taught us, because here's the thing, Jacoby. When you played all 48 minutes, and you played 40 minutes the two previous games, he was going for the kill shot. I understand. They were wounded. Tyler Hero couldn't really give them much. They were depleted and defeated in a lot of ways, even though it was game seven. The reason why it was game seven, I'll give you two words, heat culture. Like really look at when the heat got down what they needed to do. They needed to like force feed Max Struess to try, I thought he was gonna shoot one from half court at some point. (laughs) Now, it, it was great that he was able to make a couple of big shots. And it was good to see Bam compete offensively. But Doug Collins, the OG coach of the, in the NBA on Countdown, once taught me some, Jacoby. The NBA, while we always pay attention to the result and how the game ends, is really a first quarter game. 66% of the time, the team that wins the first quarter wins an NBA game. And so when you come out and you're up 15 after the first quarter and you're the Boston Celtics, and your six field goals to start the game were by six different players, they were equally distributing the opportunity to get off not only to a good start, but to make everybody feel a part of the game. And they were doing it in transition. Why? The Heat were missing, and the Heat were turning the ball over. But the Heat were getting to the free throw line, except they were missing the free throws. They were missing the free throws. The first half, I believe, they missed eight free throws. You see what I'm saying? So that also was a buzz kill. So as you fast forward to the Jimmy play, 
Why did they get back in the game? He was literally willing his team. Like, you know when they say carrying a team? You know that meme of Jimmy in the bubble when he bursts over the table and he crazy fatigued? Yep. That's what he was on the <coughs> that's what he was on this play. But for anybody that's ever coached, for anybody that's ever played, the best thing you want somebody to do when they're doing a pull-up jumper is to jump straight up and straight down. That's the beauty of, for example, somebody like Ray Allen's shot. It's almost like he shoots it in the phone booth. And if you look at Jimmy's three-point shooting, he wills those shots. Sometimes they're a set shot. Sometimes he jumps slightly. Sometimes he has a scissor kick in his leg. And he's able to use his momentum to actually knock those shots down. If he drives that, Jacoby, there's a chance, A, that he gets a three-point play. But B, there's a chance that he extends the game. You know when you're like playing football and you're running the ball and it's like 25 carries for Derrick Henry and 30 carries and 35 carries. Like you're continuing to try to wear down the defense. If he ties that game, all of a sudden it looks a lot different in the mirror for the Boston Celtics, a team that has struggled all season in clutch time. And so... I give him credit going for the kill shot. You can't fault Jimmy Butler. He was outstanding no, in this series. As a matter of fact, he should have been the Larry Bird winner in the Eastern Conference playoff trophy. But since he didn't get it, either way, I'm not mad at the shot, but I was watching the game as he was dribbling up. I was like, take him, take him, take him, because I wanted him to extend the game. But I understand why he went for the kill shot. I understand as well, and I think there's so much focus on Jimmy Butler's decision, but there's not enough focus on Al Horford contesting the three and then also getting the rebound to seal the victory for the Celtics. So you don't see someone contest a three-point shot and also get the rebound. I thought that was important for the Celtics to secure that victory. But one of the things that stood out to me as we start to look forward was the defense that the Celtics played. The Celtics were a defensive team. Everyone uses the stat ever since January 1st. They've been the best team in the NBA defensively, and they showed it in this series, and they showed it in Game 7, making things difficult for the, the Heat. It's always good D when the offensive player misses a shot. So I can't lie to you. When I see Max Strews driving to the basket to go do a two-hand dunk, most people look at that like he was going strong. But to somebody that really has never dunked on people, that was a terrible offensive try to finish. That's, that, that's, that's a poor attempt at the basket. You see what I'm saying? And the, the, the Celtics do a good job of contesting. They do a good job of challenging. And like the Miami Heat, the, there was a time during this playoffs they were starting an undrafted backcourt in Shrews and Gabe Vincent. And let me flip the page to Kyle Lowry, who they signed a three-year deal to. He embodies, to me, what I saw in this series for the Miami Heat. And here's what I mean, Jacoby. In a lot of ways, when you watch him play, he didn't necessarily look like a guy that was going to be the starting point guard on the Eastern Conference champion. He had his ebbs and flows. In game six, he had his 18 and 10. But most of the time, it was looking at the refs. Dealing with an injury, throwing his body around, making the rest, uh, make decisions like block, charge, foul. Like he was competing for every inch. You know why? Because they were outmanned. 
They were out, man. Yeah. And it was great to see Marcus Smart get over 20 and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, who was wearing the Kobe Bryant wristband. They accounted, scored, or assist for 93 of the Celtics' 100 points. They barely crawled to 100. And so it, it, it was a character win for the Boston Celtics. But the Heat being in that situation for me was literally them overplaying their hand. Like, P.J. Tucker didn't have much for him in Game 7. Like, the, nope. Victor Oladipo was left out on the scrapyard, scored 40 points in the final game. Now he's out there playing crazy, meaningful minutes, coming back from an injury. So, Eric Spolcher did what he could. And I just have to say a name. What's that? It's not Frank White. It's not Frank White, but Derek. <laughs> was like a king in this series when they needed him. King of like, New York. Like, seriously. <laughs> like, no no doubt. Like, like there were times where as a starter, right, he outplayed the Heat's backcourt. Then as a reserve yesterday, he basically outscored, in theory, the sixth man of the year. And so the way he played and the timely buckets that he was able to get in this series was also a game-changing factor for the Celtics as they advanced. So one of the things I'm excited about the Celtics advancing, going to this NBA Finals and facing the Warriors is this. The Celtics have a starting and closing five where there is no one you can hunt. When they have Smart, Tatum, Brown, Horford, Williams on the floor, those are five great defenders. I believe all five of those human beings received votes in Defensive Player of the Year in one way or another. So now that we look at them playing the Warriors, what do you expect to see when you have Steph Curry and the Warriors offense against this Celtics defense? So just think about this, how you saw Jimmy get his buckets, right? Driving, working the game, being physical, getting to the free throw line. The Splash Brothers and Jordan Poole have unlimited range. Like, so their offense is spread, dribble handoffs, giving goals, Driving kicks, yep. Draymond Green oh, as an initiator of offense, even though he plays on the interior defensively. And so it's going to be a different challenge for the Boston Celtics. But I believe they're up for the challenge, Jacoby. And Marcus Smart in particular has defended Steph Curry as well as anybody has in the league. Even though they play in a different conference, the Boston Celtics are the only team with a winning record versus the Golden State Warriors. And so I anticipate a long series, a physical series. And on the perimeter, when you look at Marcus Smart and White and Jalen Brown, who's going to play those minutes. And then on the other side, I mentioned those three, the Splash Brothers and Pools. Like, like, like that's going to be closely contested. But can the Warriors defend? That's what we got to pay attention to. Now think question. about some of the teams they went against. They were able to play against Luka, who was dynamic, and Spencer and Jalen Brunson played well. But, like, this is also going to be something different with Jason Tatum out there playing the way he's playing. And Jalen Brown was terrific the entire series, other than his turnovers. Against the Warriors, it's going to be key to keep them turnovers down. Absolutely. And when you look at the Warriors team, they don't have the defensive talent that the Celtics have, which is why I think this could be a long series. It's going to be the offensive firepower that the Warriors have against the defense that the Celtics have. And I'm glad you brought up Tatum because Tatum did make a superstar leap this postseason. Do you expect him to be able to put up the numbers that he put up against the Heat in games against the Warriors? 
Well, when you look back at the journey, right, I always tell people when you're sitting in a vehicle, there's a reason why the windshield is far superior in size than the rearview mirror because what's happening in front of you is clearly more important than what took place in the past. But when I look at the journey of Jason Tatum, you beat KD. You beat the Milwaukee Bucks, even though they were out Middleton and Giannis. Now you beat Jimmy Butler the way he's playing, and now you get a chance to go up against the Splash Brothers. This is what an Eastern Conference MVP looks like. This is what a potential Finals MVP looks like. If they're going to win, he will have to embody the Mamba mentality. Literally. Not close the game the way they did yesterday. Not close the game the way they did yesterday. Because Marcus Smart was 0 for 1, 0 for 2, 0 for 3, 0 for 4, 0 for 5. He was taking all of the last shots. That got to be Jason Tatum when we get to these NBA Finals. Jalen, this is ESPN, so of course we're going to discuss the Lakers and LeBron James. Even though the finals <laughs> are set, we still have to talk about the Lakers because they have a new head coach. You've been supporting Darvin Ham as an assistant coach. Now he's a head coach. We'll discuss the impact that it has on Los Angeles right after this. You're watching Jalen and Jacoby. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jalen and Jacoby, Jalen Rose, for years you've been talking about how Darvin Ham deserves an opportunity to be a head coach in the NBA. Well, guess what? Now he is not just a head coach of the NBA, head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James tweeted how excited he was to have Darvin Ham as the head coach. What sort of change do you think he can bring to the Lakers? So I want to give you an undercurrent because – Fellow Michigan native, former teammate, good friend, Darvin Ham. I'm really happy he got this gig, so I'm going to give you some levity that most people can't give you. So he's been a part of Coach Budenholzer's staff maybe for at least 15 years. And a lot of people don't know when they – a lot of people may not recall when they were with the Hawks, a 60-win Hawk team that had four All-Stars at the time. One of those players on the team was Al Horford. And he helped develop Al Horford from not only a post player and a mid-range shooter to now somebody you see that can stretch the floor and shoot the three. When you get to Milwaukee, Jason Kidd started it. He and Coach Bud took the baton and night, helped nurture Giannis into a defensive player of the year, into an MVP, the Milwaukee Bucks into champions. When so many people felt like, A, Giannis should leave the Bucks. One of the reasons why he wanted to stay was Darvin Ham. A lot of people mm -hmm. underestimate that. And so, Brooke Lopez now all of a sudden becomes an all-NBA defender. Bobby Portis becomes a rotation player that's reliable and a knockdown shooter. And then all of a sudden, 
The Milwaukee Bucks outplay expectations in a lot of ways and become a champion. This year, Jacoby, if Chris Middleton isn't injured, I believe they're still playing. I believe they're still playing. So when people talk about Darvin, right, they're going to talk about a lot of things. But one of the things he's going to help the Lakers with is offensive innovation. That's what he's going to help them with. The Lakers were a stagnant offensive team. Frank Vogel, championship coach. But defensively is kind of where he made his bones as a head coach. Well, yep. Darvin Ham yep. is going to infuse a level of offensive creativity with LeBron James, who plays at an all-NBA level still at this point of his life. Now, the person that's going to benefit the most is Anthony Davis. It's almost like the Prince and Michael Jackson debates. You remember when people were saying who's better between Anthony Davis and Giannis? <laughs> There's no Prince and Michael Jackson debate in my home. No, no, no. It's Michael Jackson all day. That's not a debate. That's not a debate. Rest in peace to both of the legends. And so for Anthony Davis, they're going to need him to be all NBA during the regular season. He's a top 10 talent and is flirted with being a top five performer. But they're going to need him, A, to stay healthy and be dominant so it's not as much wear and tear on LeBron James in the regular season. And then the other thing that Darvin Ham is going to do is, hey, Russ, come here. I want to talk to you for a second. Uh, oh, oh, Russ, you know those low percentage shots that you're shooting? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like, I, I just got the gig, and I looked at some footage of the season <laughs> last year. And while there were some great things that you did out there on the floor, I want to talk to you about some areas you struggled because I want to coach you to be better. And one of the things we want to eliminate is low percentage offensive possessions and high turnover frequency. Like, all you got to do is get Russ to attack the basket. He's still a, a terrific athlete. And to answer your question, he'll be there because I don't anticipate somebody trading there. for him before the trade deadline. I, I believe he'll be there. And, and here's also what the Lakers got to do. They got to do what other teams in the league like Denver. They got to hit in the draft. Like, they got to pick in the 20s. They got to do a good draft pick and hopefully it becomes a player. They mortgage a lot of their young talent clearly to get to LeBron James and Anthony Davis championship, but they're still going to need more help. But it's going to start clearly with those three guys that I mentioned. So this is ESPN. We talked about the Lakers. You know who we have to talk about next, right? The Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys? Because they <laughs> traded Amari Cooper. He is now with the Browns, and now it is C.D. Lamb saying he is ready to be, quote-unquote, that guy for the Cowboys. Can they use C.D. Lamb as a number one receiver and have this offense clicking in a way that hasn't clicked in years? Yes, he could be a number one. That's why you take him as high as he did. He's a burner. He got great hands. And I think the sky's the limit for his potential. You want him to kind of take the leap like a Stephon Diggs take, took. Or you want him to be like a young performer like a Jamar Chase. Like that, that's, why, that's why you draft him where you do. But here's what I want to say to the audience. I believe that's the first time in 10 years we talked about the Lakers than the Cowboys in back-to-back topics. <laughs> that's the only time that this has ever happened. <laughs> I promise y'all, this is the only time we did not build our brand off of trolling the Cowboys and the Lakers. We're not going to be able to do it. It just so happened that it's relevant news the day after the NBA Finals. I promise you, we do this off talent, not marketing and promotion. So, Jalen, one of the things I want to discuss with you is this story that we have to talk about briefly. 
Tommy Pham of the Reds slapped. What did the five fingers say to the face? Slapped Jock Peterson slapped. of the Giants. Do you know why? They had a fantasy football dispute. Apparently, Jock Peterson put a player on the IR in his fantasy team, which he says was according to the rules, something he could do. But Tommy Pham didn't think he should be able to do it and then slapped him. Mr. Rose, is this the most relatable thing to a regular person that a professional athlete has ever done? Shout out to Eric and Parrish making dollars who once said, you smack me and I'll smack you back. I'm not promoting violence in any way, shape, or form. But it has to be an undercurrent beyond just the IR, Jacoby. It has to be some text chain. It has to be something (laughs) that led to this. Because when you take this to work, (laughs) he took this to work. Okay, yeah, he took this to work. You know what I'm saying? It's one thing to do it. It's another thing to take it to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, he premeditated this. He was like, when I see him, I'm going to find a way to make sure. And so based on that, it was bigger than just IR. It has to be. (laughs) Yeah, when Jock explained it, Jock explained it for like, three, four minutes. I watched every second of it and it made perfect sense. But some tells me there were some disrespectful texts that led to the slap at work, as you mentioned. Jalen Rose, we now have the NBA final set. It will be the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. We will get you ready for that right after this. You are watching Jalen and Jacob. Let's go. It is time for the NBA Finals on ABC Thursday night, 9 p.m. Game one between the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. Of course, NBA countdown is before that. Jalen, every day on this program, we recognize another day that Brittany Griner has been wrongfully detained in Russia. And here we are 102 days later. Make sure you sign a petition. We are BG.org. We here at Jalen and Jacoby are going to make sure that we stand on the mountain and scream to the high heavens until Brittany Griner is safely returned to the United States. Jalen, we have about three more days to preview these NBA finals. But right now, coming off of Game 7, who do you have winning the Larry O'Brien Trophy? It was great to see the Celtics make it to this point. Closing them out in six, the way the Heat were depleted would have shown me that they were ready. Now going against these Warriors who are real rested, plus they have home court advantage. I have to say on paper, Golden State in six. Who you got? I got the Golden State Warriors taking home. We'll break it down tomorrow, ESPN 2, 4 p.m. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast-exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Chandler Anthony Rose, I have to talk to you about something. What up, though? I'm going to miss Miami. I was rooting for the Heat. They started to come back in the game. You know why I was rooting for the Heat? Because I like it down here. Why is that? doing the show from Miami today. <laughs> I, just, I, I, I just, I like the pools. I like the sand. I like the surf. I like the beaches. I like the boats. I like the Cuban food. I like the mojitos. I just like the vibe here. Like, I'm, I, 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 I like clam chowder, but it ain't the same. It ain't the same. <laughs> I, uh, I'm really fortunate. And you are too, as we joke, like, 
We get to do what we love, so this isn't work. We get to do a show mm-hmm. that we have an amazing staff that works really hard on the show, but we don't have to force topics. And, you know, we take pride in, you know, putting on information and having fun and looking different and sounding different and uh, being a breath of fresh air in the game. And so for me, fam, like this is my 20th consecutive year covering the NBA Finals on television. 20. Ooh, you old. And I, I, I can look back through my hairstyles and outfits and jewelry and not jewelry and tats and not tats showing, <laughs> you know, the progression of myself, but also the progression of the game. And the one thing I will say about this year's NBA Finals that's unique to me is not only clearly have I been at each Golden State Warrior NBA Final, win, lose, or draw, but to watch the Celtics ascend the way they did after being under 500 in January has been remarkable. Um, One of the things that has defined this season, though, is injury. And this playoff has been no different. No Middleton, no Tyler Hero. Like, I could go on and on in each series. Joel Embiid getting hurt. Like, I I could go on and on and on in every series in both conferences about injuries. John Morant being out. And so, like... Tim Hardaway Jr. That that, that that is... Correct. Like, that is a factor along the journey. I'm a Detroit native. You know I love the Pistons more than anything ever. But Wise when man. I talk about our back-to-back championships, you know what I never mentioned? Magic and Byron Scott was hurt. Like, I, I don't bring that part up. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 don't, I, I don't bring that up. You know what I'm saying? I, I, that's, that's almost like your resume. You, like, embellish a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And so, for me, it's an opportunity to create a changing of the guard with the Celtics because their two best players are both younger than 25 and for Steph Curry in particular and the Splash Brothers Klay Thompson returning after two seasons 941 days this is Steph's chance to elevate his legacy winning another championship and winning finals MVP like this is something that he's probably not gonna say out loud but I know is a factor because he's a competitor and he hears when we say KD joined his team but he also hears when we say KD was the back-to-back finals MVP and Andre Iguodala got the, got the other one and he didn't get one. He hears that too. Yep. And so I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what I call the Splash Brothers versus like the Crash Brothers. And like Marcus Smart and, and Derek White, like players that aren't offensively charged but can score versus the guys that have unlimited range and have shown us they can shoot their way to championships the way doing so. So one of the reasons that I'm I'm starting to lean Celtics in this is because of their closing five. Smart, Brown, Tatum, Horford, Williams. There is no one that you can hunt. There's no one that you can pick on. There's no one that 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 you can get just dribble past in that five. And with the Warriors, we've seen it with Steph Curry in the past. We've seen it with Jordan Poole in the past. They do have sort of defensive soft spots. That's one of the reasons that I am leading Celtics right now. 
All right, so so let's look in the mirror at this then. If you're going to pick the Celtics because they're closing five defensively, <clears throat> let me give you something else to think about offensively. One of the worst closing teams in clutch time the entire season, including against the Miami Heat in Game 7, who are busted, beat up, defeated, depleted, if they could have found anybody besides Butler and Bam to score, they would have won. Anybody. Like, like I ain't kangaroo Jalen no more. I literally thought, like, you know what? I got Spo's number. Maybe I should text him at halftime. <laughs> I just I, you I know can stay in the corner and hit one. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 you I believe. I you know what I'm saying? PJ. You can get a bucket when we need a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, 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 you know, that, they just needed a couple of baskets. You know what I'm saying? And so that's the one thing. The Celtics have shown me that they can win in a knockout. But they haven't shown me that they can win if they got to go to the judges. That's Yesterday, a That's a great point. They almost fumbled it. Yesterday, they almost fumbled it. You know what I mean? And, and here's one of the things with that closing lineup that allows defenses to play so well against them. Marcus Smart isn't an off-the-dribble shot creator, break break you down and drive and kick kind of guard. He can get <laughs> so, assists so and be he, a great passer and player the in the game. Why is Marcus Smart taking all the shots <laughs> at the end of the game? It really felt like they were up by eight and they're looking at the clock being like, all right, if we just spend 24 seconds, then they can't win. That's really what it felt like at the end of the game. Watching the game last night, it felt like the Celtics said, all right, if we just use our 24 seconds, then we're going to win this game. And they had nothing creatively. They had no good opportunities at the end of the game in the fourth quarter. They really just tried to to, to dribble the ball out, and they kind of did. And I want to shout Ime Adoka, first year coaching them, leading them to the NBA Finals. He did a terrific job managing and navigating this team, whether they were below 500, whether they were in the playoffs. Um, all situations, challenging this team, work, uh, working with them to try to work to get better each game and each day in practice. But also, Jacoby, the other thing offensively that they've struggled with in clutch moments is Grant Williams has been feast or famine. Like, if you notice, he led them in scoring against the the Bucks in the closeout game. In game seven, yeah. I ain't really seen him since. I ain't really seen him since. That's all he needed to do. He's yeah, I ain't really him. seen him he, since. He won them. He won yeah. them that he game right. seven. Correct. He's good. I know, no doubt he did. He did. But I'm seeing a lot more games where he got more fouls than field goals. You see what I'm saying? So they're they're gonna need him to turn that around. But so now, if you close with Grant Williams or Robert Williams. If you have Time Lord in the game on the baseline and Smart isn't a break you down type of guard, he just a so so now what you have is a help defender in the paint. So Tatum and Brown sometimes just can't get all the way to the rim. That's just a that's just the geometry of the floor. And and then lastly, when your best players have to be bigger than the better than the X's and O's, give it to somebody, make a play. If, if Mamba mentality is what give it to them, get out of the way, and let them make a play and make the shot. And so let's see if they can do that in the finals. Well, we, we, will, we will see if they can do that in the finals. Now, Jalen, I have a couple concerns about you, my brother. <laughs> How many outfits you got? Because this one went seven. 
So that eats up that eats up outfits for you. Because I've, I've seen your hotel room. You got all the outfits, all the blazers, all the jeans, all the, all the kicks. I've seen shoes in your hotel room that you didn't even wear on air yet. Like, how are we going to translate this to offense? I'm worried about you. This game so seven, since, you were not ready for. So since we're in Miami, here's the OG vet trick. And I say this respectfully because I'm a public figure. I've been doing this a long time. And, you know, I I, I consider myself a renaissance man, an industry tastemaker, and being fashion forward. Anything you ever seen me wear, that's getting shipped. That's getting shipped. So you're not even taking it. You're not even taking it on a plane. So if you've worn it, it's done. 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 You will not. It could be a dress shirt, it could be a tie, it could be a blazer. Underwear, all shipped, thrown away, all crisp. New socks, everything, under everything, crisp. You know what I'm saying? For the finals, each of those looks are gonna be first time wears. First time wears. That's how we doing it. Okay. What about the barber situation in the Bay Area? Because I know you got somebody that can easy. I know you got you probably got Andy Authentic who can come up to Boston for you. But what about the Bay? What are we doing with the barber in the Bay? Shiz? Sean Porter, aka Shiz. Shiz? Shiz coming up? He you, you know, that 45 minute flight? No doubt. And, no doubt. Easy. Easy. And, and here's the thing: the Warriors have been in the finals eight years. So this ain't foreign. <laughs> You see what I mean? Like, we already got this down. We already got this down. You know what I'm saying? We already got this down. Come in, game day, give me a cut, have me Chris. And, 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 and the thing I appreciate about the finals and this big stage, Jacoby, is jokingly the opportunity to dress up, but in all seriousness to, like, push fashion forward in this industry. Like, there was a time where covering the sport, in particular as a former athlete, we were to dress up like news anchors in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you can be fresh without wearing a shirt and tie. You can be high fashion without wearing a shirt and tie. That really shows your ability, especially when it's hot. Like, I'm in Miami. I'm in, I'm in the Bay. It's June. Like, it's hot. First off, so you gotta have on light materials. And by the way, if you see somebody wearing a suit in December and wearing that same blazer in June 15th, like I ain't gonna say they can't dress, but I'll say they can't dress. They don't care about their fashion, <laughs> is what I'll say. They, they don't very, care about their fashion. Like focused. I care. You're very fabric focused. Yeah. Very fabric focused. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you see, I got on a light jacket right now. You know, what you can't saying? have Button the wool. You the can't white. have the wool. You, you can't have the scratchy wool in the middle of the, of the yeah. summer. That don't work yeah. in the finals. That works yeah. in the all-star the break. Don't work in the finals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you was wearing it during all-star break, you shouldn't be rocking it during the finals. You know what I'm saying? And so I sneak in certain things, Jacoby, as you know, to try to like not only look different, but to like create opportunities for those that come behind me. So like there's carrying the bat, there was a plan to that. Wearing different frames, there's a plan to that. Rocking the gold chain on countdown, there's a plan to that. 
Rocking the Fear of God oversized blazer. There's a plan to that. And the plan to that is certain people can analyze the game, but not many people can be super crisp and be fashion forward while doing so. I take pride in trying to be that guy. You've always been innovative, and you always keep our team on the road to success. Brought to you by CarMax. Shop online or on the lot with home delivery in select markets. And you always get it done, Mr. Rose. For the ones who get it done, brought to you by Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, backed by 24-7 support and access to product specialists. Call, click, Granger.com, or stop by one of your many locations. Now... Jalen, a couple things we need to discuss. Yesterday, Miami, game seven. I'm in the building for hoop streams. It's raining outside. I'm walking to the arena. Now, to get to the production credential areas, the back of the building, and there is a sidewalk there. Sidewalk, regular concrete, and then right at the corner, they paint the concrete blue to keep your eyes on it because it's on a slant. Slanted, painted concrete, rainy weather. David Jacoby turning the corner. Slipped, fell, busted my <laughs> Right in front of the security what? guard. So I'm on my way into the building. I slipped and fell, you see this big cut? I got a big cut in my arm, big gash. I bruised my elbow. Wow. I felt bad. And I'm the type that always laughs at people when they fall over. And this was karma. Karma just said, I'm going to make him bust his So wow. I woke up to the security guard. Security guard goes to me. He's like, yo, are you good? He kind of looked at me like, are you drunk or something? I'm like, no, no, I'm just coming to work. Like, he was like, are you sure you're good? Are you okay? You all right? You can't, like, he kind of didn't want to let me in the building. I was like, yo, I just fell over in the in the rain in Miami, busted my ass. No one saw though. But Jalen, was that was that karma coming from me? Because I always laugh at people because whenever they fall over, I laugh. You can't stop the like Lamar and BMF. Shout to loose ends. You can't stop the rain when it starts to fall. Jacoby, <laughs> you can't be yeah. out here grown men and slipping and falling going to work, dog. I, I, no, it wasn't a slip and fall. Like I didn't even, I didn't even have the chance to even break my fall with my hands. I busted my exactly. whole ass. Like I, like I fell over, like <laughs> legs above my head, landed on my side, hurt more hurt than I even wanted to play it off. Like, like I was hurt, hurt when I walked into that building yesterday. <laughs> Brandy just said it, our bad. producer. She right. You was on your DMX. You was slipping. You falling. You can't get up. Can't get up. Yeah, I had to get up, though. I wasn't the same for like 20 Gotta minutes. Gotta get up. You're back on my feet so I could tear it up. It was Brandy, bad. Can I tell y'all really a bad. funny story? I, I saw of David course. Jacoby maybe 10 minutes after that. I sat with David Jacoby after he did Hoop Streams. Shout out to Cassidy, Monica, Big Perk, all of the Hoop Streams crew. I want y'all to know something. During the game, after the game, we went and had beverages after the game. You know what? David Jacoby never brought this up. That's the beauty of this <laughs> show. We keep it organic. We keep it over organic. It's only right that we discussed it for the first time on the show. We didn't need to discuss it at <laughs> halftime. We, we didn't need we to keep, discuss keep it, it post-game. 
We keep it organic no doubt. Whole Foods. No doubt. That's what I love about this show. I love that. That's great production. <laughs> 25 years in the game. You know what I'm saying? We don't we we don't force topics. You know what I'm saying? We keep it fresh. It's like, and everyone's like, everyone's so nice to me too. You know what I mean? Because they saw this big cut in my arm. They're like, we're gonna get you a bandage. I was like, you cannot give me a bandage. Like, I'm not walking around with a bandage. Like, I, like, I didn't get stabbed with a samurai sword. Right. In I your forties, in your forties, walking around. Yeah, I don't need a. It's not a bandage. Like an eight-year-old with a big yo. band-aid on. <laughs> I can't do that. Now we always keep it whole foods, organic. And one of the ways that we do so is for hearing from you, our audience. If you call 985-80-Jalen, you can leave us a voicemail. And if you leave us a voicemail, we'll put you on the show just like this. What up? This is Shannon from Texas, baby. Uh, what up, Brett, Jalen, Kobe? So one thing that I do before I go home, uh, once I, before I open up my door, I just pee outside, right in front of my door. You know, it's just right behind the pillars. It's my house. You know, sometimes I can't wait. So I just got to let it go. You know, you know, so, you know, I just feel that especially with COVID, even if I got to go use it, I use it outside too. open up my car door and, you know, be kind of private and just let it loose. So uh, I just want to let that know, you know, listen to the last uh, podcast episode and uh, that's my opinion on that. All right, y'all. First of all, Shannon from Texas called us up just to tell us that he pees outside of his own crib. Now... As a, as I'm an outside <laughs> urinator, I, I I I will I will urinate on anything, anywhere, anytime. As part of being a New Yorker. However, Shannon, you're at your own house, my guy. You're at your own house. You are feet away from your own bathroom. You can't be peeing on your own house. So Jalen Rose, Shannon from Texas wants to know: soft move or boss move? Peeing outside your own home when you pull into the driveway. Shannon. Shout, thank you for the call. We appreciate the love and support. 10 years in the game, I have to tell you something, family. Then take it from your OGs. This is, this is what we're here to do, right? I know I try to dress and look 25, but I'm really almost pushing 50. Let me tell you a secret. Let me tell you a secret. It's trifling and nasty to be pissing at your own crib, dog. You got to drop that crib, Not your own house. Not your own house. Yeah, you're, you gotta right, drop you're, that you're one. right there. That that that. And, and let me let me tell you why. You don't want nobody else picking that habit up. You don't want your friends. You don't want your kids. And and here's the other thing. You don't want nobody seeing you do that. Like the one thing I learned about like being an adult is if you're ashamed to do it in front of people, you probably shouldn't do it. Probably should be doing. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a great point. Yeah, that's that's a real simple thing. But like, you're right at the crib, and it's one thing. Like, like, like I, like, 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 like that's really trifling, Shannon. Like I'm almost disappointed (laughs) in you. Like you got to stop. You seem upset. You got Jalen emotional about this shit. (laughs) Like it's one thing to be like outside someone else's house, pee at the park. Pee, pee wherever you gotta pee, but like you can't be you can't be peeing on your own house. I'm gonna I'm I'm get on I'm gonna get on my David Jacoby because he used this term, my guy. So once so once you use the bathroom outside your house, my guy, what do you do about washing your hands? Do you go in the house yeah, and no wash them thing. after that? Like, 
So, oh, so what I'm are we doing here? Is there a problem here? I feel like Cuban boys in the hood. <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm going to end the pod with this. One time I was in New Orleans. I might have had some adult beverages. And I really had to urinate. And I got up to my hotel room. And you know, the closer you get to, like, the actual completion of the urination, like, the more excited you get about so, it. When I go, I you got to go. It's, it's, it's the 28th floor or whatever. So I take the elevator up. Boop. Boop, get up there. Key to the hotel room didn't work. And my body clock was already Ooh. ready for that bathroom. You know what yeah, happened, Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. What? I just sat there. I stood I stood right in front of that door and just peed all in my jeans. Just peed all over myself like a four-year-old. Really? I couldn't even help it. I couldn't even help it. Couldn't even help it. You know what I did with those jeans? I did the Jalen Rose thing with those jeans. Just threw them away. I just threw them away. I was like, I'm never touching those jeans again. So if somebody that peed in the bed to... Right. So, so to, for somebody that peed in the bed till he's like in fourth grade way too long, I had to ask him a couple of follow-up questions. Because follow- at that point, I started questions. to be more conscious where I pee. And I'm not an exhibitionist, so it's like, I'm really selective about like, if I'm going to use the bathroom outside. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I, I'm extremely, I'm extremely selective. Extremely and so selective. I have to ask you, did, did you realize at a hotel, all you had to do was use the bathroom in the lobby somewhere? No, don't. I, That's all I, you had I, to do. I, I was at my room. The key didn't work. Like, they shut down the key or whatever. So, like, I was, like, ready to go. I got up to the 24th floor. Got off, walked to my room, and then I tried to scan the key. It just didn't work, and I, and my body was ready to use it. Like I was ready to go to the bathroom. Nothing I could do at that point. There's no lobby. Lobby. I'm past the lobby. I'm on my floor now. So let me think of what I would have done in that situation. I wouldn't have did that. I, I, I had to go back that. down and get another key. So now, so yeah. now, the, so now, director producer Brandy is asking. So, that, so I had to go down to the lobby with my pissy pants and get a and get a new key. No. I had pissy <laughs> pants. Pissy <laughs> pants. Jacoby walking through the lobby, being like, "Hey, I'm in room 2407. Can you get me a new key?" It was, it was a tough. That was a tough. That was a tough. That was a tough 20 minutes for me. You, you know. You know. You know what this story just. You know. Here's the moral to this story. You go hard when you're in New Orleans. It was yeah. late at night. Yeah. And, you yeah, know, it wasn't, it wasn't sometimes when you've had, <laughs> when you probably have had too many beverages. You've, when you've had too I many had beverages, too many. things like this happen. I was happen. overserved. Yeah, I was uh, overserved. There it is. Good for yeah, you. Good for you. Good for you, buddy. Good for you, buddy. Good for you. You work really hard. You're a great husband, great dad. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content about my pissy pants. So we will be back tomorrow with another dope <laughs> show to step to. Why is that? Jalen, Anthony, Rose. Oh, man, that's why I love this program so much. The reality, the, the realness, the family. Stories you only get when you listen to the pot. And like the Blastmaster Karras one once said, at least until they hear us talking about peeing in our pants. I think we're not done. <laughs> I believe we're not done. I hope Probably done. we are not done. <laughs> <laughs>